Do you love role-playing or tabletop games? Do you love Monster of the Week shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural? Do you wish you could find a podcast that combines all of those things? Well, look no further. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. So do you actually say that? Yes, I'm actually going to say that. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. (laughs) 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 And truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another three. That's that's my my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. We're killing this thing. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Jesse. I play the X, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing the Mech, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play the pilot, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jillian. We're at Red Alert. The warp core is offline. Somebody get to the bridge stat. Welcome to Many Realms. listeners welcome to many realms silver moon plus our one shot extravaganza it's not season one it's not season two it is many things today we are playing a game called all my exes are in mech suits it was designed as a larp by anna anthropy that jesse and i played at the toronto comic arts festival in 2019 Uh, with the creator herself, which was pretty cool. This is a three-player game uh, about a pilot, their ex, and the mech that they pilot. It's more about the relationship between the pilot and the ex than anything else. So that is the dynamic that we're exploring today. Thank you for coming along on this intergalactic ride with us. It's going to be good. The first thing we're going to do is character creation, which is something that all of the characters get to do collaboratively by answering a list of questions. Throughout this game, uh, either in character creation or throughout play, the only mechanic is that if you get stuck, you can pull a tarot card and use any part of its interpretation or illustration to guide your decision-making process. So guess what? We're starting with the pilot. So the first question is, what is your call sign? What's your cool name? I, I actually did think about like a background and like where I want this pilot to be coming from and then I never thought of a name. Why don't you tell us about those things? Okay. So a lot of the media that we were discussing around like what we like in mech stuff is light, rambunctious, like youthful kids basically. And so I really like the idea of playing that, a sort of young prodigy, really good, but they never really acknowledge the fact that you're like literally killing people (laughs) and so i really like the idea of diva type or someone like that or like pidge is the name in voltron like wow i'm really good at this game basically and then having to come to terms with the fact that it's not a game i love that so is there gonna be like a contrast of a really like bright and peppy like look and call sign maybe like mech design with like really dark content I like that. I think the contrast is the key here with a cute mech. Wow, my mech really has a personality and it's all about like bonding and happiness and all the warm, fuzzy feelings. And then we just like go over the cliff. So what's some good vibes for like a happy-go-lucky mech pilot? Like what's a gamer tag that like someone who's all about being like cutesy and like having a good time. Perhaps a cat is involved. (laughs) (laughs) Like a gamer tag. Eli cat. <laughs> what about, oh, is this anything? What if it was like E-Lion and it was like kind of you, but kind uh, of also if you were a mech pilot and have like a cute lion theme. I love it. Can we do that? Is that allowed? <laughs> yeah, do E-Lion. E-Lion. And you're a lion. So I'm a, I'm a cute lion. 
Look, cute lion. Call sign, E-Lion. <laughs> and what does E-Lion look like? Super tiny. <laughs> I think, hmm, a little bit chubby, very cute and squishy, mm-hmm. dark skin, and I think she has cute glowy tattoos. Oh, Jory, <laughs> But yeah. they're not plants. <laughs> I think, um... One of her, like, glowy tattoos is, like, all of the shitty names she's gone over through the year. Wow. <laughs> like, crossed out. And then the next, the latest one is E-Lion. Oh. <laughs> Change your gamer tag up. Yeah. What does your hair look like? Do you have any okay. cool body augs? Ooh, I like a good body aug. Let's do, like, she's got, like, a jumpsuit that she ties around her waist, but it's pink. <laughs> I like the idea that she has, like, a robotic eye. Ooh. Oh. And... Um, even though she, like, really likes cute stuff, she shaved off all her hair. Because it gets in the way. Does your robotic eye grant you any special abilities? Let's say it does. Let's say that it gives her the ability to, like, judge distance and heat. Ooh. Um, Excellent. And why did you enlist with your unit? I think she enlisted because she was good. (laughs) I think she, like, grew up on a space base. She's like a military kid, and she's kind of not always the smartest. So, like, to find something that she was good at and to, like, make all the other kids stop bullying her, basically. This was her way out. Was there any external pressure to join or no? Let's say yes, but it kind of worked out for her, so she grapples with, like, was this my choice? Was this my mom's choice? Does your does your mom have an important role on the space base? I want to say she's an engineer, and she helped build E-Lion. Is that too cheesy? Please make this like as tropey as you can. That's that's <laughs> kind of the point, is to <laughs> lean into these tropes and, and have fun in them. Totally. So she's like head engineer then. Yeah, yeah, I think she has to be like at this point. Cool. And the last question here for you is, what does only the ex know about you? Hmm. I think E-Lion is super afraid of like oh this sounds so bad i think she's super afraid of peace like what is she gonna do once this galactic war is over does she have any other skills i think the ex knows that she has this like crippling guilt of like oh i kind of don't want the war to be over war what is it good for giving this character purpose is it is it too soon to ask about the eye stuff or should we like save that for like a special like moment? Oh. Hmm. Cuz that's like a you know big what? deal, I feel. I don't know if we should ask about it, but let's say you gave it to me. Okay. All right. Okay. And we'll let that be what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. So the mech. Mhm. It's your turn. So you have a separate name from E-Lion, and it should be something that encapsulates your personality. Like a lion mech, I think of it as being like, like a not necessarily strong, but like fast and very precise. Like I want to be like pair well with you. So if you're mm. E-Lion. I got you, I got you. Um, yeah, can you like adjective cat? Something cat. My brain went shadow cat. That's already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like something claw. Ooh, uh, like Quick Claw or something like Quick Claw? Yeah. I didn't realize that's a Pokemon thing, but whatever. <laughs> I can be Quick Claw. Yeah? Yeah. Anime, tropes. It's fine. I love playing with tropes. I love tropes. All right. I don't care. I'm obviously a very cute lion. That's my look. What is something that, like, I did in my youth to personalize you? Like, what's something personal on you? Mmm... Fuzzy dice on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I'm like quite custom, right? Yeah. Like maybe you ha- there's like some kind of like logo or thing that you like to doodle that's like an insignia on me. Like the like, like the third on my grade forehead. S. Yeah, like a third grade <laughs> S, like a Superman S. <laughs> <laughs> third grade S is the name of that shape. Oh my God. What is the name of the you shape? No, you're completely right. That just kind of floored me. <laughs> Uh, and how much is your form like humanoidish or more like all fours or do you look like a spaceship? A cat head faced like little ship. Cool. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like my eyes are like 
your screen. Oh, okay. Wait, both eyes? Or is it like uh, I was thinking like a vush, like a like a, like a visor. Yeah. yeah. Like oh my gosh. It's a lion with a visor. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Quick claw in it to win it. And what weapons are you armed with? Claws, presumably. Presumably claws. <laughs> Do you just make a bunch of shit up. <laughs> but I'm I'm just ahead, so where are my claws? Do you have like detachable claws you can shoot? Ooh, I do have detachable mm-hmm. claws that I can like, psh, psh, and sometimes they laser. Can they come back? Cause yeah, they do. They like spring out. Like a hook shot. Yeah, they can like grab. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have like eye lasers or? I hope not, cause that's where I am. Yeah, I don't well, think. Fair. Maybe I have like <laughs> I have ears. Can you I have, have ears? Ear lasers is that? Yeah, that's a thing. Sure. You can have lasers from wherever you want. <laughs> I just feel like the ears are like a place that makes sense for a weapon to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the funnel shape is kind of right. Like yeah. the power funnels into it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got like retractable spring claws and ear lasers. That sounds good. Yeah. You think of anything else? Let us know. And how does the pilot control you? It should be something that reflects the pilot's personality. It could be something like verbal commands or body gestures, levers, a psychic link. I mean, my first thing thought, as it always is, is like Minority Report style. Sure. Touch screen. A lot of references. A like lot of tropes. A lot of, I love it, genre. Yeah. I've always wanted one of those, so yeah. that's great. Everyone That's is really doing, the best thing that came out of Minority Report. Everyone is doing Report. the Minority Report, like, tactile mobile screen gesture while sitting here doing this, by the way. <laughs> you at home. Uh, does anybody else have questions for the mech? Was that, was the, was the thing, the customization thing decided upon? It's not actually the third grade S, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it is, like you kind of said, like doodles, right? Yeah. Cool. Doodles. Cool. The X. What is the call sign the pilot knows you by i want to do something with like tiger and do like that parallel but i want to turn it into like a name and i don't want to do like tigra and i don't want to do like tigress and i don't want to do like that i want to do like something slightly different how do you feel about like stripes i mm, (laughs) (laughs) stripes a little bit light i think i'm like the the so my my feeling about this is that again in this game of contrasts of shadows and light and chiaroscuro, um, that if Eli is this like bubbly, happy-go-lucky like death mech, then maybe I'm like more brooding, perhaps be caped, and so I think my call sign is like something a little bit more edge lordful. This is very Gundam seed. Thank you. I wanted to add my own reference because everyone else got to. It's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, uh, what about like tiger eye? You know, when like things are like that striped like mineral or whatever. Okay. What about tiger eye. What about tiger eye? Wait, what about what? Tiger eye. I didn't hear you till that last time. And what do you look like? You've touched on this a little bit. You have a cape. Well, perhaps I, or the feeling of a cape. I think I, I have a cape now. Okay. So I didn't have a cape before. My kind of pitch is that maybe I could have been when Elion was like a young up and coming mech pilot rising through the ranks, that I was like an older mentor figure. And then maybe even something happened to me that caused Elion perhaps have to like step into my shoes. Booties. <laughs> Pause. Okay. So you've answered the question, what is the relationship to the pilot right, there? Right, right. Which is great. Um, but not the so, question you asked. Yeah, please please go back to the character creation screen and toggle those switches. I'm going to play with the sliders a little bit, and we're going to get into tall, thin, and lanky, sunken eyes, kind of like a flop of dark hair over one of the eyes. What color is your hair? The hair is like brown, black. The eyes are green with like flecks of a really light hazel that almost approached like a yellow. My jumpsuit had this like big like front piece that had like a tiger stripe design and it was very like chest heavy, like insignia emblem kind of situation. And it was also, it looked very like um, formal, like high collar, like very kind of regal, majestic and probably like extenders on the ends of my gloves. So they're like a little bit more claw-like. How does tiger eye feel about gender? Let's say ambivalent. Okay, cool. Do you have a pronoun preference? Tiger Eye uses they, them pronouns. 
Tigerai's pronouns are um, for Tigerai, it's like master, and for others, it's like you fool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> so you touched on your relationship with the pilot uh, as some kind of mentor. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Oh yeah. So maybe the contrast there is that if Eline's like a really talented mech, but was also like born into a military family, like maybe given opportunities uh, because of their station and situation. Tigerai, by contrast, could maybe be like a former civilian who really proved himself, who was like super into like stopping this galactic war, and maybe by dint of more like tireless practice and like really intense training and like rigorous routine got him got themselves up to where they are therefore they're kind of like oh uh eline is like a pilot that i have to train to show them what it means to like really have discipline to force yourself to be the best you can be and it's not just about like natural talent and like raw ability it's about it's about that self-control so i think when tiger eye was on the space base uh living with and working with eline that they probably had like a good relationship but it was very like you know, master student in that way, apprenticeship. Oh no, my IP. So there was, yeah, there was that. I like you, like we're friends, but that friendship is defined by like our formal like working relationship. Now drop and give me 20. <laughs> I think um, Elian only agreed initially to be like under your tutelage because she's like obsessed with life outside the base. Like she's super interested. And she's like, what steak tastes like? And you're like, do push-ups. <laughs> Right. And then because and you're like, I'll tell you these things if you do these push ups and you like kinda trick me, maybe. Yeah, and I think push ups and push ups alone. <laughs> I think that Tiger Eye probably had like a really hard life and another part of it was that like becoming a, a celebrated pilot is like a a way to prove themselves and like validate themselves and kind of escape whatever circumstances they were coming from. So I think they're is like that edge of bitterness there too, where it's like, oh, I'm glad you think life outside the base is like so amazing. It wasn't very good for me. Steak is like um, a chewy hamburger that has no bun. Mm. Sounds great. <laughs> That's what my fortune cookie said this morning. <laughs> and my last question for you, what has the pilot heard about you since you went your separate ways? Hmm. I think one thing I'd maybe want to open up the pit and mosh to is a discussion about this like intergalactic war and like what our roles are in it and like what could have happened to me to take me like out of that circumstance. Yeah, so Eli, you mentioned uh, that you're on some kind of space base. Is this something between planets or like allied groups? It's a huge organization, right? Like we are on the powerful side, like, yeah, maybe I'm really good, but also it's admittedly not super hard because we have like latest tech and it's very shiny and like you're just fighting kids yeah it's like this gigantic maybe it's like a space un situation and it's like multiple planets have poured like billions and trillions of credits into the latest tech and r&d um for the purposes of holding back what jory people want stuff it's resources it's always resources War never changes. No. <laughs> Probably there's like some situation a la outer planets of the that have resources that that the two major players are trying to get a hold of for their own gain. And then there's a bunch of neutral planets that are g getting hurt in this crossfire. There's like a disputed territory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Someone say names of things. I don't know. So you mentioned like the word federation. Um, so that's like what you're part of. Is that a group of planets? Is that or is that are those like the inner planets in a system? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. I like that Firefly-esque um, interplanet alliance. Okay. Can you like name your federation? I thought you did. <laughs> I thought it was the Federation. That's okay, so easy. Capital F, the Federation. <laughs> Great. Um, is it the Federation versus the Outer Planets? Capital O. Let's give them a more fun name. Gamma Cluster is like this territory of like planets or whatever that the Federation lays claim to like the resources on, but this other group is also like, no, we want these resources. So they want mm -hmm. the Gamma Planets. All those sweet gams. Um, <laughs> all the way up. Is it like a republic? Is it like something like that? Just another word like that? 
Yeah, okay, sure. A kingdom, is it like a monarchy? Uh, I like kings. it. <laughs> I actually, kings. I like it. Yeah, I like the kingdom. I think maybe the last time we saw each other is when you gave me this robotic eye. Okay. So When you say, you're saying gave, which, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure how to interpret it, like gave me a black eye or gave me like a birthday card. Removed my eye. Okay, Volun- consensually? No. Okay, because I'm, yeah, that's where gave, I think, is ambiguous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it okay. seems like maybe it was like, like you lost I'm your eye. And check I... out this sick lion eye. You've you never had an eye before. Oh, yeah. Um, So why do you think you left the Federation to presumably join the kingdom or do your own thing? I'm not going to tell you yet. <gasps> oh. You don't know why I left. So, like, I was kind of there when you betrayed me, but I didn't understand it and I still don't. We had gone out on a mission, mm-hmm. and I had been uncharacteristically, um, well, I had been characteristically quiet and cold. But extra. Uh, <laughs> but, but to an nth degree. And um, we got caught in an ambush, and you weren't sure what was happening, but at one point you turned, and I gave you one good hit trying to um, destroy or disable the operations of your visor. And one of my weapons pierced your visor and got you. Um, and that was the last you saw of me. And when you woke up, you had a cool fucking lion eye in like the med bay. Oh. So can you answer the last question? <laughs> can I put that in the form of a question? Which, no, this is great. And we can role play that. Um, but what has the pilot heard about you since you went your separate ways? Rumors that I survived the ambush. I think that's as vague as I want to be. Moving on to the mission. So we will decide together what the mission is by revealing a tarot card or through open discussion your choice. Consider both character backgrounds and choose something that would bring them into conflict with each other. It might be something uh, like destroying something, capturing something, escorting someone, extracting someone. The mission is the pilot and the mech's goal, but really it's just a backdrop for your reunion with your ex. Is it interesting to... um draw a card and discuss it, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. It's like the one kind of um, hard mechanic this game has. <gasps> the moon. Well, I know where we're going. <laughs> you have drawn the moon. The moon handles subconscious fears, deception, and illusion. The moon attempts to make us aware of these things. The skull is that of an Indian flying fox here, a bat that navigates the same dark nights, literal and metaphorical, that sends so many of us into tailspins of anxiety and fear. This species of bat is largely regarded as vermin, despite evidence to the contrary. This alludes to the moon's nature of miscommunication, trauma, or misunderstanding, negative behaviors that we may still practice despite knowing better. Take note of the knowledge available and seek further information to form a more complete picture of your circumstances and surroundings. Reverse this card can imply a lapse in judgment and holes in one's intuition. Um, That's so good. (sighs) Thoughts? Give us your thoughts. Could this moon... So uh, we are taking it literally, right? I would love to do a literal moon. (laughs) Great. So this is a moon that maybe... Uh, the Federation had control over. How does this, okay, maybe like there's this resource on this moon that causes hallucinations and it is kind of like getting our people all riled up and we gotta get it out of there. Well, Uh, is it possible that um, this hallucinogen uh, was dropped off on the planet? Like it's a shipment? Let's say, the kingdom stole this shipment of hallucinogens, which we use as like a fuel for something or whatever. And they st- we've tracked it using the like tracking Chip. RFID <laughs> that was on it. And it's like they stashed it in this like lunar cave system that they thought we didn't know about. Okay. Okay, Quick Claw, let's get this shipment of drugs. Elion, piloting Quickclaw, approaches an outer moon of the Gamma Planets. She is to grab a package that contains a toxin and get it out of the hands of the kingdom so that they cannot put it into the population. As the planet approaches, 
what happens? Oh, well, I think up until this point, I have been pretty autopilot, auto quick claw, if you will. And so I'm like kind of sprawled out on my big old swivel chair, give myself a big stretch and I wake up. <sighs> are we almost there? We are 25 minutes away from the outer moon. Cool, 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 cool. I, do you got this? You you can fly us right in. I don't know. I, I mean, I'll land us, but like 20 minutes, give me a wake up call. Alarm set for 20 minutes. <sighs> and I flop back on, make sure everything is green and not red and everything's happy. And this is supposed to be like a super easy mission for me and I'm super not worried. So uh, nap time. Okay, I think that's a great opportunity for me to introduce a threat because you've literally gone to sleep at the beginning of this mission. Um, I think that this moon has a lot of fine mineral deposits on it. I think you can almost think of it as like being covered in sort of like sand dunes. And I think that a big gust of wind on this planet's like thin atmosphere whips up a sort of uh, sandstorm that might block your vision and it might uh, throw you off course and you might be landing somewhere other than you intended to. In fact, that does happen. <laughs> All right. Um, you start to hear an alarm. Beep, beep, beep. Unforeseen weather patterns ahead. Oh, shit. Um, uh, I'm very surprised. Like, I, I'm not expecting anything to happen. I feel like I've done stuff like this, like, every week and it's getting boring. So I, like, jump up a little bit. Almost fall out of my chair. Okay, quick claw. Let's uh, let's focus. You weren't paying attention, were you? It's okay. I forgive you. Um, I'll take control of our minority report esque screen and pull my thrusters forward. And let's go. Let's get through the sand thing. Please turn that off. <laughs> Great. Okay. This isn't super dangerous. Uh, like. My eye can still see the hot parts. Like, I can still read the thermal whatevers. And there's... Yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 of course. Not like, thermals. <laughs> there's, like, nobody around. So, to me, this is like skiing a little bit. Like, I'm just gonna floop around, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, do a barrel roll. <laughs> so, Quick Claw does a barrel roll. Yeah, and in, then... Right into the sandstorm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Quick Claw just, like goes straight through the storm, uh, spinning to like get through the wind. Like that's how you're choosing to break through. You're a hotshot pilot, you can do whatever you want. I can do whatever I want and I do that and I land. <sighs> Quick call lands upon the soil of this moon. Great, I didn't read the dossier as usual. Where are we going, Quick Claw? There is a cave approximately 35 kilometers away that contains the package. <sighs> Fuck. 35 kilometers away? I thought we were supposed to land there at the thing and then I go home. All right. Um, we landed where it was safe to land. That's, that's not helpful. <laughs> that's okay. I still love you. Let's go. Quick claw hovers back up and starts going into the direction of the cave. Can we talk about like the landscape and like the vibe of this moon? Mm -hmm. I think it's like a deserty moon, and I think the sand is like a cool, non-typical sand color. Ooh. Okay. What's a good non-typical sand color? I mean, like gray is too like classic moon. Right. Yeah. I'm, we're, what's like the opposite of that? Opposite of gray? <laughs> Not like literally. Of course. <laughs> Glitter. Like an emerald. Yeah. Pick your favorite crystal. Let's do. It's like emerald. Yeah. So like shimmering green sands that are like drifting across this landscape. From far away, it looks like maybe it's like a lush, like a lush grassland. And when you get closer, like, oh, no, this is like a dry ass, unlivable desert. Cool. I think maybe like the only plant that can grow is these like thorny type brambles. I think there's really um, steep cliffs. There's like long hills. There's like gentle rises of dunes and like dotting the area you can see entrances to like what looked like a fairly complex like cave system in the crust. I think because this is like supposed to be so easy for me, there's no reason for me to take this mission seriously. I'm, Quick Claw is kind of like skipping. Sure. Going with the lack of gravity, love it. Why did you get sent on this mission? 
I feel like you're more important than this job. Mm, lately, things have been quiet. I mean, not like super duper quiet, but you know, like I can't always be at 100 all the time, I guess. I don't know, maybe they wanted to give me a break. I deserve it. <laughs> Officer, are you even listening to me right now? Um, yeah. You've been staring at the wall for the past 15 minutes. This is an important dossier we have to go through. It's not even very long. Commander, do you know how to pilot a mech? I'm meditating. I don't believe that is a part of the official uh, requirements for operation of the QC series, but listen. I need a wrench. Your mom. Thank you. Yes, that's wonderful. It's not always going to be death-defying, thrilling heroics day in, day out. You have to understand that we have a lot of uh, plates spinning here in this operation. I am getting a little bit upset and Southern. <laughs> <laughs> Those two go hand in hand for me. It's, it's how I was raised. And we have a lot of needs. Not all of our needs are high-performance, high-class mech piloting. We also need supplies. And when our supplies get stolen, we need to recover them. This is a high priority, whether or not you think it is, because I am the one in charge of priority designation. Look, Commander Saturn, I don't disagree that it's high priority. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, like, do this boring whatever, pick stuff up or whatever, but... I'm saying y you should do it also. No, 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 no. I'm saying you should send someone else, like Amy or something, Elon, right, Elm? Elon, you have to go on this mission. It's... Mom! What listen, the... listen, listen. Uh, All right, we're gonna... Just one moment with my daughter, please. You're uh, supposed to be on my side. I am on your side. I am on your side. Yes, with your performance the last few missions, they're starting to lose a little bit of trust in you. You have to go and nail this, and then you'll start going on the fun stuff again. You got a little cocky, and you've your attitude is shown. A little cocky? You just have to prove to them that you can follow directions, and then they'll start giving you the stuff you like. He's a dick. I agree with he you. He is a dick. My mom says you're a no, dick. No, I didn't no. say <laughs> <laughs> Good luck dealing with that. Sorry. <laughs> but... You have to prove to him that he can trust you or else you'll be stuck on missions like this for the rest of your career. I'm gonna um, like wordlessly get into my mech. Does that mean you are ready to uh, complete tune up and begin the mission? Yeah, whatever you jerk, let's go. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, Dr. Allen, begin the diagnostic. Beginning diagnostics. Tell me about the dossier, QC, now that we're here. The package is a toxin suspected to be used by the kingdom to create discord among the citizens. We must take the package and get it out of their hands. The package is in the cave system of this planet, which are quite dangerous and difficult to navigate. Oh, oh, you're done. Okay. <laughs> wow, I always forget how short these things are. I probably should just read them. Um, okay, well, let's go. I like pull these two sliders on the screen all the way up and we go super fast and we make it to the cave. Zoom. <laughs> I want to introduce another threat. Um, I'm going to say that when you get to the cave, um, you find that most of these uh, thorny kind of scraggly brambles actually grow beneath the surface of this moon. And when you get to the cave, it's just spilling out with a, a thick mass of brambles that um, are overgrown and look like they're going to, at the very least, slow you down heavily, if not outright interfere with your thrusters. Hey QC, I want you to do some math for me. What do you think are the odds if I ask you to laser all these away do you think we'll explode the package? Give me like a percent. Package is extremely flammable. Okay, but like, can you? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Quick claw? Flashlight on? Um, they press the torch button on my iPhone. 
Stop. <laughs> on the iPhone, the giant iPhone that the lion head is holding. He puts it to his head. <laughs> no. My nose lights up. It's like a... Like headlights. Like, like headlights. Okay. Can I see this package? I'm going to say I can't see this package. I think there's probably like a few more steps to this than just go into the opening yeah. of a cave. Yeah, yeah. Let's laser these away. Be real careful, okay, QC? Initiating lasers. And my right ear lights up with like a buildup of sound. And then pew. And I shoot at the I shoot at the thorns. Woo! Okay, we're off to a great start. Let's get in there, girl. I think the caves are it's like a cave system, right? There's like lots of like little tunnels and like weird narrow passageways. And if this is something that the kingdom has tried to hide from the Federation, then it's nowhere near surface where it could be, you know, captured by any um, passing scan. It's got to be pretty deep within these caves. Mm-hmm. So I think we go down. Yeah, we, go, we down. go down. We go down. I think down is the direction in which we go. are going in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that in that case, um, Quick Claw is going straight down like an elevator, blinking into... <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not. It's probably a little wobbly, but you know, just like that's why I'm kind of turning around whenever a tunnel comes up and flashing a light into it, and just you tell me whether or not we proceed or not as I go down through the levels. You know what, QC? I'm gonna save you some time. Let's go to the bottom and start there. All right, I speed it on up and get us all the way to the bottom of this cave system. There is more pressure. The deeper we go into this cave system, it becomes less safe. Hmm, okay, I think I can feel my head starting to hurt. I don't like this. QC, do you have some bubble gum around? And Um, I'm like fumbling around in my cockpit for some. You're like equivalent of a glove compartment pops open and there's a whole lot of bubble gum. I feel like there's a lot of bubble gum in this game. (laughs) All right, pop a bubble gum, feel my ears pop. I still am, like, a little creeped out. I'm a little worried there's space bats, but my ears are fine. So we're going to keep going further in. It's dark. Yeah, I have my nose flashlight, so it's not that dark. What's our fuel level at? Fuel level at 90%. Whew! Okay. Thanks, Mom. Okay, we'll keep going. I'm going to introduce another threat, and um, now that we're kind of getting more comfy, I'm going to make it something maybe a bit bigger and more potent. And this threat is a fragile passage. It looks like it might be a little too small for QC, but you've gotten her through narrower gaps before. However, you can tell that the layers of mineral deposits that make up this chamber are largely porous, exceptionally fragile. If you try to force QC through this gap to continue exploring the cave system, there's a good chance that it's going to collapse behind you and you're going to find another way out. QC, can you tuck your little earsies in? Initiate earsy tuck. <laughs> oh, let me get tired of that. Okay. <laughs> well, we got to get in and we got to get out, but they don't always have to be the same way. So let's go. Let's thrust through this. So even if it caves down behind us, it won't cave onto our face. Thrusters activate and I go in way too fast. Whoa. There's a, yeah, a huge um, crashing sound. You ping pong a little bit off the last couple of sharp angles of this tunnel and indeed it comes collapsing down behind you and you find yourself probably in some large mouth completely underground cavern with the way behind you totally blocked. Let's look around. QC with your headlights, do you see any mm, like change of airflow going in any direction? All right, so the visor, like a screen drops down, uh, suggests air currents and we see a little bit further air pushing upwards like quickly as if maybe there's something deeper in like some natural geyser situation deep in the earth even deeper yes oh no but it's, that's being pushed up i see okay I, I guess deep in the moon is more correct yeah i think to paint a picture here this area in the cave is wet um, okay. Yeah, I think there's a little, like, hot spring. I don't actually know if it's hot because I haven't gotten in it. Actually, I do know if it's hot because my eye tells me so. That's right. <laughs> so there's, like, little, like, trickles of, like, rivers and small pools and stalactites and their sister formation stalagmites. But well, which one's which? What am I, a fucking moonologist? 
just for funsies, I'm gonna dip the ship in the water, give you a little like a little bath with oatmeal and honey. I retract my claw and like paw at my cheek as if a cat is grooming itself. My heart, oh, you are the best Christmas gift ever. <laughs> okay. The package has to be close by by now. Yeah, we're pretty deep in. Package, a hundred meters away. Maybe it's next to that geyser. Maybe it is next to that geyser. Oh, sorry, is it actually a geyser or is it like a, a big burst of air flowing upward? Yeah, that's I was picturing as like a kind of like thermal shoot. Like yeah, that was my. Vent. That was yeah. kind of what I, I was picturing too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my I totally can't work in there because everything is hot. But let's go in. Heat shields activate, and we go in. I think this is the moment. You, I think you head into this chamber and you see a huge chasm at the far end, um, and the heat, the hot air of this geothermal vent rushing upward totally uh, obliterates the fine subtleties of your super eye. But with your non-super, pretty good still though, I'm not here to judge you, I, you see that maybe also like the heat is part of the ecosystem that allows these like brambles to flourish because this whole chasm is like knotted and completely covered with this like matrix of brambles, which then rip apart as from the shadows of this chasm fly up another QC mech, unmodified, jet black with a uh, green visor. And in the claw of this QC is a silver titanium case that contains chemical X. <laughs> oh no. I need that for my Powerball girls. <laughs> and I hail you on cons. Hey, jerk, that's mine. E-Lion. Uh, can I help you? Do you need a lozenge? <laughs> <laughs> E-Lion. What are you doing down here? Uh, I'm sorry. Do I wait? Do I know this mech? I we I think on com I pull up like you do you get like a oh like a face. we get a visual we get a drop down of okay so then with that first com <gasps> when when they say e lion less retcon yeah when they say e lion um, a video chat appears on the screen and you see the familiar face of Tiger Eye. I'm stunned into silence for a moment because I I wasn't sure Tiger was alive. Like I heard they were, but it's a whole different thing to see this person like a ghost. My eyes take in every inch of your stunned face in my viewport and then I break into a large smile and I say, so they've got you on retrieval missions now. <laughs> That's a little rude. You know, sometimes it's not all... <laughs> I'm parroting the commander. Sometimes it's not all like super exciting, death-defying stuff. I do all the important stuff too. I have to do more of it since you left. Hey, you don't have to explain yourself to me. I can tell you're getting a little sloppy. That was some bad flying back there. You collapsed that whole shoot. I did that on purpose. And who are you to say what's sloppy? At least I can follow rules and not leave. That's the biggest rule that you're not supposed to break. That's all you can do, isn't it? All you can do is just play by the rules and listen to what Saturn and all his cronies tell you to do. You have no idea how things really work out here in Gamma Cluster. Package identified. Should I commence retrieval of package? And my claw comes out. QC, let's get that thing and get the fuck out of here. I don't care if you have to tear up their dirty old rotten ship anyway. All right, so my retractable claw goes and just like springs forward and tries to grab the thing out of your claw. With my other claw, I grab the retractable hyper chain and use it to yank the whole mech in so that we're face to face. All right, we get jerked forward. You probably wobble out of your seat as we are staring visor to visor, nose to nose, mech to mech. I cut the viewport because at this point we can see each other standing on the respective bridges of our mechs and I say, Little cub, always rushing into danger. No idea about more advanced strategies. And now look at you. You're gonna die down here in a cave underneath the moon. Pathetic. <laughs> you think I'm gonna die down here? I'm like practically a baby and you're knocking on death's door. What are you like, 60? And I'm 
<laughs> me with my terrible comebacks, I'm gonna take this opportunity to like use QC to like headbutt you. QC reels back and then with the top of my forehead hits your QC. So you get jerked back as well. A spider web of glass cracks across my visor as my mech flies back and slams into the uh, wall of the chasm. The steel titanium case containing the valuable chemical slips from my claw and tumbles through a gap in the brambles into the chasm, further into the core of the moon. You idiot! What are you doing? You're going to ruin everything! Well, if I can't have it, neither can you. You've always just been jealous of me anyway. That's why you tried to teach me, isn't it? So you could just try all over again? Quit your foolish prattling. Um, I'm going to ignore them as they're, like, trying to recalibrate or figure out what their visor's doing. And we're going to lunge for the package that has, like, wedged itself inside this chasm. All right, so QC turns quickly. Um, starts flying towards the package and then again sends out its claw to grab it. I know this looks like an ordinary QC mech, but uh, the kingdom's been very good to me and they allowed me the uh, ability to make a few modifications. My QC opens its mouth and has a 400 mega quartz grade laser cannon Ah! embedded. I'm going to turn and attempt to shoot one of your thrusters, which will send you into a tailspin and propel you further into the chasm. Warning, warning, damage. Shit, QC, are you okay? Right thruster, damage. Path disrupted, auto-navigator disabled. I fly up to the mouth of the chasm and look down at you and say, Looks like you can't just rely on your QC anymore. This is going to be all on you, cub. You know what, Tiger Eye? I've really enjoyed our banter in these last couple seconds. <laughs> but if you're really here to kill me, I think you at least owe me why. I don't think that you were my tutor for too, too long. Um, I think I was still pretty junior um, when I was under your tutelage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this mission that we went on together is one of the first, like, really dangerous ones that you've taken me on. Like, this is one of the first, like, oh, I could actually die. Tiger, I could actually die. There is actual fear here. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think for the most part, I feel like a level of safety when they're around. Mm-hmm. Like there's a thousand small guys and I'm not worried about that because Tiger Eye knows what the fuck they're doing. So we've come to this, I think like belt of asteroids and there's like a space opera in the background. You and me and you're like just coolly ripping through these guys, but while still like giving me tips, you know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Thrusters engage. Laser ears. Fourth quadrant. Uh, okay. Uh, fourth quadrant. Okay, top. Uh, yeah, got it. Laser ears engaged. My old QC, which is more like a traditional tiger orange, grabs yours and pulls you out of the way of like an oncoming surge knife. And I say, you need to alternate your shield patterns like I taught you. You're going to get hurt. Be careful out there. Uh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying. There's so many. There's so much to keep up with. I continue on gung-ho, lasering everything, almost hitting tiger eye, but they duck at the last second. And I say, but look, like I got so many of them, so it doesn't matter how I do it, right? No, you need to focus. You need to have discipline. Cub, you're talented. You're one of the best pilots I've ever seen, but all that raw energy, it needs to be channeled or all it is is chaos. These missions, these fights, they're they're almost like a dance when you're doing it well. You can predict what's going to come. You can respond. You can react and you can make them go exactly where you want them to. And demonstrating, I like turn and bisect another mech that was like even thinking of approaching me as I'm trying to deliver this life lesson to you. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, okay. I know I still have tons to learn, but you're my dance partner, right? We have so much time to figure this out. Yeah. 
You're right. And then I like successfully alternate my shield thing, as you've suggested. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh my god, look, Tiger, I did it! That's really good, Cub. That's really good. And I get my claws on the top of QC's skull and I wrench it down towards the surface of the asteroids that it can't counter thrust against. And I block your field of view entirely. And I say, um, I'm gonna have to take off now. You need to, you need to finish this one on your own. What? And I don't think I realize that you are the one who like smashed my mech down and messed it up. So I think that I'm hearing that from you, but an enemy did that to me. Warning, warning. Warning. And so I Warning. say, what? Tiger, where are you going? Someone's, Warning. someone's got my mech Warning. captured Warning. Or, or stuck or Warning. something. I can't move. And, and I'm like Warning. shaking QC Warning. and I'm shaking myself trying Warning. to get loose and I can't. Warning. I know, Quick Claw, Warning. I know, I know. This is Warning. so bad. Oh my God. Warning. What do I do? Tiger, what do Warning. I do? I'm sorry. Warning. <sighs> There's so much you don't Warning. understand. Warning. And with my other claw, Warning. I uh, drive it Warning. through your visor, um, blinding you in one eye. Terminal error. And uh, resigning your QC to eight months of intensive repairs and you to a year and a half of physiotherapy. I hate physiotherapy. <laughs> yeah. This is the real shit here. This is real trauma hours. Um, okay, I think QC, um, I can just like mutter out asking her to close off the bay, I guess? Or, like, whatever you have to do to keep me alive? Yeah. Do you want to describe that? Sure. Um, probably I have some kind of force field or, like, shields that I can put up until we get into safe safety so you don't die, so, like, the oxygen doesn't leave. And that's the last you see of me. Um, okay, and my last memory of that is, like, writhing on the ground of my cockpit in a puddle of my eye blood. Um, Ew. <laughs> and I think I always thought that in this moment I would want my mom to come, but all I can think of is hoping that Tiger Eye comes back and then my consciousness fades to black. It's, it's not personal, Cub. The Federation isn't as squeaky clean as we like to think it is. This Gamma Cluster, it's the Kingdoms, by right. I've come to realize that now. Hold on. So, you are willing to leave everybody that you know, you are willing to leave me behind and blind me forever and maybe you're ready to kill me because you don't feel like you're on the right side? That's what war is. No! That's not right. That's War is protecting people you care about, and I, I thought you cared about me. I do. But I care about this more. E-Lion, the package is in sight. Should I retrieve the package? And something snaps in my mind, and I say... Yeah, QC, get it. And then... I grab it, pull it into our ship. Tiger Eye, I don't want to do this, so we're not gonna. You're gonna turn around so that I don't have to kill you. And, well, and you don't have to kill me too. That's a positive. But if you do, I know that this thing is super, super duper flammable. So if you shoot me, you're going down too. Are you ready for that? Don't be naive, Cub. There's only one way this can end. Hand it over now. Hostile mech suit ahead. Should I shoot it? This is very heartbreaking, but yes. Ear laser activated. Both of them. Ear lasers activated. And I aim for, in a fit of justice, I'm going to aim for your visor. Yeah, the visor that already got cracked when I smashed against the chasm wall earlier. I think the laser hits, I think a huge part of my visor crumples inwards and shards of plexi flood my cockpit. I slam my um, emerge to generate a short range intermediary atmosphere, which will keep my lungs working. 
but you can see that uh, my face is getting like cut up badly by this glass that's like swirling around in this like vacuum that the mech is projecting to keep me alive. I start flying towards you, but blindly, and I'm like wavering and I'm trying to chase you down into the chasm further, but I'm totally, completely like out of order and my mech is like wheeling and dropping and my thrusters are alternating uh, awkwardly. I scream over the comm and I say, do anything you want. I can still take you out with both eyes closed. Should we depart? No. Departure sequence canceled. Clicklaw, can you open the bay? Opening bay. Look, Tiger Eye, just come home. Please, you don't have to die here. I, I don't want you to die here. The glass that has cut my face and my neck has done so in like long stripes resembling the pattern of a tiger. And my eyes are squinting shut and you can see droplets of blood floating off into the like temporary vacuum that's encompassing my ship. They'd never take me back. There's no point. Don't be stupid. And I'm going to um, lash out one more time with my 400 degree hyperquartz laser cannon. I think I've got a decent chance at shooting at you. You're a little distracted. You've delayed your thing. It might get you if you don't alternate your shield patterns. Let's pull a tarot card. I love doing a tarot card for like the big final. Like <laughs> It's great. The Seven of Cups. The Seven of Cups. The key symbols on this card are the Knight Gladiolus flowers, feathers, and the Third Eye. This card symbolizes wishful thinking, imagination, and preoccupation with fantasy. The Knight Gladiolus flowers allude to memory, the feathers to the flighty nature of thought, and the Third Eye to the introspection of our inner voice. Reverse this card can suggest preoccupation with wishing for the impossible, an overabundance of options, and indecision. I do. I do alternate my shield pattern, and I deflect your super giga cannon, but I don't protect the cargo. And as this, like, iridescent, kind of beautiful laser shoots at me, and you see this, like, hexagonal-shaped shield cover around me, the hallucinogens release. And as QC mentioned, it's super flammable. And so it bursts outward, kind of like a flower, and it blooms. But before it does and before it kills both of us, we both have this, this shared hallucination where we just go somewhere together. And we go to this maybe colony that doesn't belong to the kingdom or the Federation, and we live peacefully and you keep teaching me stuff, but for things that are right. I really like that, Eli. All right. So I think maybe as um, in the mortal plane, this um, gas has been released from the case to set alight and like huge clouds of fire are ripping through this chasm, propelled upward by the geothermal vent and catching all of the dry moon brambles until we're just existing in this like horrible whirling vortex of flame. We find ourselves in a mech training bay and there are two QCs stood against the door, but we're out of them. We're just in our G suits for now, and we are doing a little bit of out of mech training, which is something that I insist on, which you think is totally pointless. Oh yeah, it and is. And out of my uh, duffel bag, I say, there's something I want to try today. I noticed that when we were on our last mission, you um, you got really preoccupied with your visor, and I think that it's important to remember that there are other ways of perceiving uh, threats around you. And I hand you a blindfold. Okay, I put the blindfold on, but. I mean, you know, I could just turn this one off, right? And I point to my right eye. Yeah, but you still have a good one. I guess I could have got an eye patch, but I just made these. It seems faster. <laughs> I don't know how to make an eye patch. Um, okay, I put the blindfold on, and it's super disorienting, and I, like, almost immediately fall over. Just standing with the blindfold on? I guess I rely on my sight more than I thought. <laughs> I catch you by the shoulder, and I keep you upright. And I uh, stick my head over your shoulder, and I speak closely to you into your ear. You know how I was scouting last week and I logged an additional three hours? I didn't want to tell you why in front of Saturn, but I want to tell you now. There's uh, a different moon 
in Gamma Cluster. And I double checked, it's not on any Federation charts. It's completely unknown. It has water on it. And uh, these really nice cliffs. I thought maybe after we train today, we could go there. Not on a log, just for us. And I think for a long time, not because I don't want to go, but because this is so genuine and Tiger Eye is never very genuine. And so the only shitty deflection I can think of is, I go with you. You tell me what steak tastes like. I thought we could bring a picnic. And Eli and before, without saying anything, jumps into Quicklaw. Well, let's go. Let's go. If you enjoyed All My Exes Are In Mech Suits, it would be really cool if you would buy the game so that you can LARP with your friends about meeting your ex and maybe blowing them up. You can follow Anna Anthropy, the writer of this game, on Twitter at AdultWitch, and you can purchase this game at w.itch.io, which is witch.io. Also, if you enjoyed the tarot function, um, I'm using the Marigold Tarot deck by Emery Brar, and you can follow her on Instagram at emrit, A-M-R-I-T dot S dot Brar, B-R-A-R. And support some local Ontario artists. Get that CanCon. Is she from Ontario? She is. That's so cool. Yeah. Of course, be sure to follow us, the Many Realms team on the internet. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Realmscast. Or you can check out our website, therealmscast.com. That is where we post transcriptions for every single episode. So please make sure you do that. We would also love to be reviewed by you. Give us those five stars. Five is my favorite number of stars. I don't care about like the rest of the galaxy. I would just love a five star review. You can do that on iTunes or Podchaser. That's like the IMDb of podcasts. So let us know that you love the show. Please tell your friends about it when you post about it on the internet. It gets shared to more people. 